Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. Hey folks, welcome to TUF Extra. This is Notch. No Toughcast this week because I'm moving. All our recording equipment is in uh, U-Haul boxes at the moment, uh, waiting to be transported to the new studio. And if Jeff was here today, he'd tell you how excited he was to talk to Sporting Kansas City's Benny Failhaber and Peter Vermees. Uh, he's published an article on 55.1 with that conversation, so go check it out if you haven't yet. So in lieu of having a full podcast this week, we thought we'd release something special. Last year around this time, summer of 2015, Kyle and I interviewed Minnesota United club captain Aaron Pichcole. Uh For a variety of reasons, YouTube just would not let me up, upload that video. I tried to do it for about six months in various ways, and for some reason, YouTube hates that video and just won't. Won't let me put it up. So instead of kind of letting this interview that has some great content about Aaron's career, his childhood, how he, you know, views soccer, instead of letting that languish in the archives, we thought, well, we don't have an episode this week of Toughcast. Why not give you the audio? Why not let you listen to, uh, it's, it's pretty quick, it's just about 13 minutes. Why not let you listen to that and learn a little bit more about Pitch and his life? So l- without further ado, let's get to that interview. As I said, it'll be Kyle and me interviewing. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy that. And we'll be back next week with me and Jeff bringing you another episode of Toughcast next Thursday. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you very much, Aaron, for joining us here today. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Or me, I guess. (laughs) Um, One thing I want to start out with, it's something that we have in common, and that is Colorado. So you were born in Colorado. That's right. Uh, Born and raised. Born in 1983. Great year. Uh, Roar, Colorado, native, um, born and raised there. Um, so I love love Colorado. Awesome. What was your childhood like growing up playing soccer? I know I played a little bit of AYSO, the youth soccer out there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you might have gone a, a little bit past that in your time. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just probably like like any other um, soccer player. I think I've said this before. My mom just wanted me out of the house, so I was she she put me in basketball, soccer, baseball. Um, and soccer was just kind of the one that stuck. So my first team was with the Aurora Soccer Club. We were the Little Rockets. Uh, so that was my first recreational team. And then when we got a little bit older, we, we weren't little anymore, so we became the Rockets. Um, and then from there, just kind of uh, competitive soccer after that. When MLS started, it was, you know, I was 13 years old, and I and I knew all the players, and I went to all the games, and I knew I probably know more than, than most people know about the Colorado Rapids. Uh, and then it's a little bit different when you end up playing professional and <laughs> you end up playing against the Rapids. Uh, actually, my first professional game for FC Dallas was against Colorado Rapids. So it was, it was a pretty weird dynamic, um, just kind of growing up and being a fan of the, the Rapids. And then, you know, playing against them is, is a little bit, a little bit odd. But, um, yeah, it was cool. Did you beat them? Uh, I think we did. The first game, we either tied or we beat them. I remember it was a game in the Cotton Bowl. This is probably something I should know. <laughs> uh, I, I came out as a sub in the first half, um, and I think we ended up winning the game. I want to say two one. I have to have to double check that, but uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was an interesting, you know, a great great night for me. Very very exciting. Do you watch your own games? I mean, I'm not saying beside outside of the coaching aspect, you know, where you you're made to watch tape. Do you, mm-hmm. do you go back and watch your own games? Yeah, maybe not everyone, um, but we, we kind of have a cool thing with, with Minnesota. We have um, a company called Instat that basically breaks down, um, you know, more than you probably want to know about the soccer games. They break down all the stats and stuff, and they have 
video clips of every time you touch the ball in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll just, so you can, they'll send you an email and you just click on the, the link. So uh, for that aspect, I do. Um, and if there's something I see or something I, I want to go back and check out, then I'll definitely turn on uh, ESPN3 and, and, and watch a game. Is part of that um, being aware of the the other stuff that's happening around you on the pitch, or do you see it all, or do you have to go back sometimes and look at it yeah, on video? I think for for me, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, just focused on what our team is doing. So there's a lot okay. of stuff that that I miss. You know, when when ducks fly onto the field during the game <laughs> and people start you know chanting quack 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 or stuff like that, I you know it kind of it kind of goes over my head. So I think it's. Um, it's good to go back and look at, you know, silly stuff like that, but also going back and kind of seeing position stuff and actual like tactics as well. Are you a numbers guy when it comes to stats or do you f like to focus on what you're feeling? Yeah, I think it's more, I think numbers have come into sports a lot more with all the, the sabermetric stuff from baseball. And I think that's kind of snuck its way into soccer too, which is, is helpful, but it's also, it can be kind of silly because, uh, there's, there's certain things you can't you know, quantify with, with a number um, in soccer, which I think is a lot different from, from other sports. What can you not quantify? <laughs> uh, I think uh, desire and stuff like that uh, is, is something you can't quantify. But you also can't um, say that in in every instance, um, I know that the instat people that, that do our stuff, sometimes they'll be, uh, you know, what they'll call a, a tackle or a challenge and to me, it's not. I have a different uh, interpretation of what a tackle or a challenge is, um, and certain things with you know just passing. Um, I know on some of the guys on the team get upset when you know they'll take a throw in, and if it doesn't hit our guy first, they count that as a bad pass. Mm. Whereas I don't look at throw-ins as you know a passing statistic necessarily. So it's there's some little things like that. With all these stats that are kind of coming into sports, and some of the other coaching stuff like the uh, instat. Mm -hmm. right company that's mm -hmm. working for United now. Mm -hmm. You've been in soccer since 2005 when you are drafted for FC Dallas. Mm -hmm. How have you seen the coaching methods and technology change since then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty pretty huge. Um, like now, uh, we are wearing you know heart rate monitors and they're they're tracking a lot more you know very scientific stuff that that probably we didn't have um, in 2005. Um, but I, it's it's definitely come it's definitely evolved a little bit. There's a little, lot more a lot more science behind it. Um, even in you know the short time I've been I've been a professional. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of cover that you've talked about in a few other interviews, but is the fact that you're the captain of our team. And I know this is a question that's going to be difficult for you to answer. Um, maybe Manny would be a better person to ask this question. But why do you think you were asked to take that role? Yeah, I think um, I'm. I guess I'm one of the guys who's probably just kind of a quiet, quiet leader. Um, you know, I like, I like to think I, you know, <laughs> listen, uh, to the coaches and I'm kind of a good, um, medium between players and the coaches as well. I think I've got, um, a certain amount of respect from the players, uh, that I can uh, also convey to the coaches. And I think I also have uh, respect from the coaches that I can kind of convey to the players. So I think, um, yeah, with me, I think, um, I just have a good relationship with, with Manny and Carl and, and Donnie and all the coaches. And, uh, I think it's uh, just one of the situations where we're kind of comfortable together and uh, open, open-minded communication. You're one of the people who's also been with United since they became Minnesota United, and you've seen three different seasons. And one of the questions I think that is that the, that I think you're more uniquely equipped, even as the captain, to answer is: 
is there a certain personality or kind of individual that does well in our squad, works well with the people that have been assembled here? Other things that make people maybe not such great fits? Um, a few words on that. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's Minnesota United specific, but um, just in my experience in soccer, you know, there's there's guys who you know you you can tell right away work for the team and are excited about being part of the team, and then there's other guys who are um, maybe a little bit more selfish and more concerned about. Um, um, themselves individually and uh you know now looking back at my career i can kind of you know pick players on on every team you're going to have um players who are you know obviously for the team and you know more more individuals and uh i just think through uh throughout my time i've i've, I've come across players like that um and i don't think it's necessarily a minnesota united specific thing um but i think you've got guys that, that can come in and, and do well and enjoy playing for minnesota united and uh, guys like that, you can tell right away. I think a lot of the uh, the Brazilians we brought in, um, but all those guys that we, that we brought in, you could tell right away that uh, that they, you know, were were part of the team and they wanted to contribute in a positive way. And, and I think all those guys have been been fantastic. How much Portuguese have you picked up? <laughs> there is a lot of Portuguese in the locker room. Uh, I speak a little Spanish, so I I can pick up, you know, here and there a little bit. But uh, their their Portuguese is is way way beyond way beyond my comprehension. So I think I think guys are starting to learn a little bit, but it's fun. This, I actually do have a question based on that again, which is that, you know, there are f- folks on our team whose English ability is a little less evolved than maybe mm-hmm. some others just because of the places in the world that they've been. Mm-hmm. How does that impact you as the captain, the coaches, being able to work together, or is football lingo just universal? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much universal, I think. Um, Ibsen and uh, Iago, the, the new player we just signed, are the ones who speak you know, the smallest amount of English. But, uh, you know, as far as getting getting ideas or, you know, speaking with them, just soccer-wise, um, it's it's very simple. And um, guys like Giuliano Vicentini, who mm-hmm. acts like he doesn't speak English, he's, he's pretty fluent. Uh, he can understand everything. And uh, he's just a little bit shy. And Danny Mendez obviously speaks um very well, uh, very well. Um, English as well as uh, Tiago is obviously very, very fluent. So all those guys are um, are great. And yeah, as far as communication goes, there's no no issues there. Gotcha. Taking a quick step outside of soccer, I know people who've watched our other video on T United fans with Greg Jordan. Um, know we've learned a little bit about his cooking habits outside of soccer. What keeps you busy when you're not captaining Minnesota? <laughs> what keeps me busy? Um, that is a good question. Um, I used to do a little bit of youth soccer coaching um, in my in my early days um, as a professional, and I kind of steered away from that. Um, I like to focus on my soccer. Um, I've got I've got other little little talents that aren't aren't too impressive. I, I played a little guitar in the past. Um, I've got a little Spanish group that I try to uh, keep up with and, and do a little bit of Spanish. So I try to be cultured a little bit. But uh, outside of soccer, so is there something that you're thinking about after you know got several years left in your playing career? I'm just thinking like mm-hmm. afterwards. Like Greg Jordan was telling us that he's thinking about a nutrition company. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on where you want to go? What you might want to do? Yeah, I mean, I I've grown up with soccer. Soccer's really you know been my passion for my entire life. So I'd, I'd always say love to stick around um, with the club. Um, in what capacity? You know, I'm not not sure. Um, like I said, I still got hopefully a couple of good years left. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking with, with Bill and Nick, uh, our, our owner and president, um, I think they see a, a, 
a bright future for the club. So um, I'm hoping that I can definitely stick around. Um, obviously, I've had a, a great experience here so far, and it's it's definitely something I'd love to love to stick with after after my playing days. Thinking about coaching later on? Um, yeah, it's always a possibility. Um, it's you know, like I said, I'm not not sure what capacity I'd be okay. uh, best served in, but uh, yeah, obviously coaching would be something that would be interesting. So to kind of get towards the end of this interview, I want you to reflect a little bit, kind of get to the, the reflective moment. And one of the things <laughs> I want to ask you is going from, you know, West Virginia to being a young draftee to going from team to team to come in now here and having the captain's armband um, and spending three seasons with Minnesota. Are there things that you reflect on that you that have changed for you, that things that you might tell your younger self or things that reflections that you have about how the world of soccer has changed here in this nation i know there's gonna be deep deep questions coming coming <laughs> at me uh let's see i think uh i don't know if i'd have any any really good advice i think it's it's just uh just the obvious stuff um i think it's it's awesome to see how just the the league itself and just soccer as a whole has has grown in you know, it doesn't feel like I've been playing soccer for, I guess it's 11 years now professionally, but, you know, I remember going into MLS and my first year was uh, the year they expanded from 10 teams to 12 teams, um, you know, and that was just 2005, I believe. So it's it's come a long way. And then if you look at the, the second division, it's getting um, a lot more publicity now and it's getting a lot more, you know, uh, just a higher quality of player. Um, I think it just makes soccer in the United States just in general, um, much stronger. So I think just, just kind of being involved in all of that stuff um, throughout these, these 10, 11 years has been, has been pretty cool um, just to be a part of that. And sounds like you want to stay involved later on too. All right. Oh yeah, absolutely. like I said, the soccer, soccer is something I've grown up. Um, I think my parents can probably attest to this the most, just how, what a you know fanatical soccer fan I was growing up. I was, you know, always, want to be the first one at soccer practice, you know, when I was a little kid, I want to be the last one to leave. And I wanted to watch as much soccer as I could. It was just all soccer, 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 just, um, nonstop. And it's, and it's awesome for me to, to, you know, be able to have, uh, uh, you know, provide a life for myself where I can, you know, continue doing that. So it's, yeah, I can't, I can't complain. <laughs> well, Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Do appreciate you taking the time. Really appreciate your sharing what you did. No problem, guys.